0: Everybody. welcome to Highland Baptist Church, and uh, we're going to start off tonight singing about the good news. So, if you got your hymnals, I know that uh, the words are up here tonight too. So, if you got your hymnals, turn to 566, and we're going to sing "Tell the Good News" all four verses. Let's go. Okay. Good. I kind of got tongue-tied on that last one. I got my words mixed up. But uh, we're glad that you all are here tonight, and we're very thankful that Brother David is here, and uh, we've heard good news about uh, Christopher and his surgery and doing much better, and, and Brother Jim and, and Samantha is there with him. But uh, Brother David, come share with us what God has given you to share with us. Appreciate
1: you. My memory is a lot shorter than it used to be, so I don't think I've shared this with you folks here at Highland. And God said to men that there would be good and obedient wives found in all corners of the earth. And then he made it round and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. Don't you forget it. (laughs) Mike's laughing. (laughs) Okay. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Thank you for being here this evening. Being together this morning. Enjoying the presence of the Lord. Matthew chapter 1. Just just one word tonight. Jesus. Don't know of any better subject, so we'll stick with that one word. Jesus. Okay. Matthew chapter 1. You probably read this or heard this maybe in the last six weeks as we approach Christmas and Christmas time. The Gospel according to Saint Matthew, chapter one, verses eighteen through twenty-five. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. I pencil in. Here's the way it happened. Okay, how did it happen? when, as his mother Mary was espoused, engaged, married to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, from Isaiah seven fourteen, A virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, babies are interesting little tykes, aren't they? Uh, we just found out late yesterday afternoon by text message from our neighbor that uh, her third child is going to be the third little son. She has Grayson and Graylin. I'm figuring out how she, she can stay with that. I'm not sure. I'll have to talk to her and see what. If they've discussed the names yet. But the question is this. Can a tiny baby really transform the world? Tiny little 18, 20-inch baby boy. Six to eight pounds. Change humanity, the civilization, and the culture of the world basically forever till the earth ends and the kingdom is fully established. Changed grown men and women, youngsters, all ages, any age, the angel announced his name was Jesus for he would save his people from their sin. Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus. And with young couples, babies really change their lives, right? Some of them are ready for it, and it makes a big impact in their lives. And several are just not ready for it. But it changes their lives. They have to grow up sometimes almost instantaneously. One of our young ladies just had triplets—a little boy between two sisters. They're still in Chattanooga in the hospital, and it's been a—it's been a season for them during this pregnancy with all kinds of things going on, but three healthy little babies right now. Mom's finally healthy again too after some complications. Yes, Jesus can transform any sinful person that acknowledges their sin and bows before him and allows him to be Lord, Redeemer, Savior in their lives. The miracle of God, saving poor, wretched sinners like us. The Hebrews place tremendous emphasis on someone's name. The name identified the person. Repent ye and be baptized. Uh, Acts 2.38 says. In the name of Jesus. Doesn't say about the water saving us. It says, in the name, in the person of Jesus, we are, if we're saved, we're baptized first by the Holy Spirit into the Lordship and saving power of Jesus Christ, God's son, our very special one who's so good to us. And so in acknowledgement of God's gift, Joseph said, his name is Jesus, Yeshua. And that's, there are several names given in Isaiah nine, six, for the Messiah, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The actual naming of the baby. The angel had announced a common name. It wasn't an unusual name or a unique name. It was a well-used general name for baby boys in that culture and in that time. And so his disciples distinguished who... This Jesus was as he had grown up, and he had this following that he was teaching and instructing and preparing to carry forward the message of his kingdom after he was crucified, buried, risen, returned, sent it back to glory. They called him Jesus of Nazareth. Some called him the Nazarene. Others the Galilean. Luke 4:22. They called him Joseph's son. So various definitions. You know what? You know what the favorite designation of Jesus was for himself? Son of man. Son of man. And he's called the uh, God's called the ancient of days, the day spring from on high, the day star. He is all that we, we can't incorporate into a name or descriptive term that we give to him anything that encapsulates, encapsulates all that he is. He is more than everything. They were more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. uh, Romans 8, 37 maybe. Can you imagine? Did your team win this past season? Uh, Your your favorite uh, competitor win his match or game or whatever? Hmm, Big deal. In Christ we are more than conquerors. How can you stretch that out? It's an impossibility for this little frail mind of Man, Jesus is the Greek form of the name Joshua. Yeshua. Uh, now, nowadays, uh, Jesus. Uh, it, it goes on and on. And Joshua was the great uh, military leader that uh, led the Israel into the Promised Land long ago. He he rescued them. He helped them be delivered into that land flowing with milk and honey that God had promised to them. Jesus was going to be one to do the same. He was their deliverer, their rescue. He was going to rescue rescue from our sins, the sins of those first century folks. The people wanted to be rescued from Roman oppression, though, and a, and a government that subjected them as, as, as slaves and and servants and made it hard on them. That's, that's what they wanted relief from. They didn't understand Isaiah and the Old Testament that the Messiah would really be a suffering servant, a, a ministering one, not a conqueror militarily. He's the conqueror, all right, but it's not militarily with, with military might and power. So this, this, this child to, to Mary and Joseph had a, had a popular name, but he was given an unpopular task. To save the people, all peoples, from their sins. Saving people from their sins is not popular because it's painful. We can't conceive of the pain and the torture and the torment that was heaped upon Jesus Christ when the sins of the whole of humanity were placed upon him. And his suffering was sufficient to pay the debt for every last person who ever was born to this earth. It hurts us to admit that we're sinners. To confess that there's a dark side to all of us. It humbles us to acknowledge I sinned. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Our bubble gets burst and we have to face the truth that we're all following the example of Adam and Eve from birth we don't teach our little ones to be bad we have to teach them to be good you know two weeks three weeks they'll, they'll have their tantrums if something that's making them uncomfortable or hungry or, or whatever it is. You teach them to be good. Uh, I got back to church this morning time to sit in for the last 10 minutes or so, and I looked over at one of our young ladies from years back. It's now a grandmother. She had her, her son's middle daughter, and we were talking going home, and Pat said, never heard a thing out of her through the whole service. You know? When they're... And... and you know, all of our churches have nurseries or, or ballrooms, the most important room in the, in the church is the nursery, the ballroom. That's, that's where they're coming up from to, to be the church of, of, the, of the of the future. Uh, in my in my first church at, at, at Rover, I, I'd hear crying. I was a young one wanting to be heard trying to preach and trying to learn how to preach and trying to learn the Bible on my way through the Bible. And sitting at the, at the lunch table, I, I'd think, Her crying today. What I do, I just get louder. I figure I'd get louder than any of those little types out there. And I did, I reckon. And Pat would tell me whose child was giving them a little bit of of, uh, problems. But we didn't take ours to the nursery. From the first they went, they went with us after Sunday school into the worship center. Little Dave, I had to straighten him out about a couple of times. After the first time with a little switch, next time I started out, he started begging not to go outside. I left that little maple switch on the, on the dashboard for about a month or so. I'd never use it again. I thought I just threw it away after three or four or five weeks and never had any more trouble of, of that nature in church. They'd learn to go to sleep or stay quiet or entertain themselves. And don't make the little folks sit in their pinafore dresses and their little ties and, and, and shirts and jackets and just make they, they won't They won't learn anything. But if you give them some coloring or some toys or let them move around, they can going to be under the pew. And they'll learn more that way than if you just force them to sit like you folks are sitting. Now, you're all adults, right? Right? Uh, well, supposed to be. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. I better, I better stay on track. I don't, y'all get me off track. Well, y'all don't. I chase rabbits. <laughs> Our self-sufficiency bubble just burst to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face, repent of our sin instead of turning away from him we turn to him Jesus is the name that so eloquently speaks salvation and joy and peace and presence just the wonder of God's love for us and his great sacrifice for us. What's the meaning of God sharing our humanity? God Incarnate, God in the flesh, God becoming man and living among us as one of us fully, tempted all points like as we are, yet without sin, the scripture teaches us. How does does that save from sin that God became man? Well, Joseph experienced it, what it meant. Jesus saves us from our sin by delivering us from despair. Deliverance from despair. Can you, can, can, you, can you turn your imagination on and imagine what Joseph, that young man that was engaged to Mary, how he felt when the news went through the community that Mary is PG, that Mary is pregnant. And they had not been together yet as husband and wife. She was expecting a baby. What? No way. Couldn't be. They had plans to be married and raise a family. He thought she'd been unfaithful. I suppose the community. Most everybody in it thought she had been unfaithful. And so he was resolved to divorce her, to be separated from her, and not to fulfill the marriage they had planned. What, what a struggle Joseph was in. What ambivalence was shaking him in his in his sandals in those days. His hopes were dashed. His faith had been betrayed by by Mary, he supposed, he thought he was he was pretty sure that was what had happened. And during the struggle, an angel came and talked to him and encouraged him and, I guess, kind of, I would say soothed his ruffled feathers so that he could have some peace in the midst of this ambivalence and turmoil that's going on in his life. And during the struggle, when the angel talked to him, his, his despair changed to hope is hope. He'd been a, a just man, a, a good man. He wasn't going to divorce her publicly and drag her through the, the muck and the mire of the street and the gutter. He was going to divorce her privately, secretly, and let her move on with her life. But the angel's message changed his despair to hope. Anybody here, strangers to despair? Being surprised and disappointed and dejected and all that, I, I suspect not. They're excruciatingly painful, oftentimes. In the seasons of life, whenever they happen, we don't like it. We get perturbed and upset. But Jesus shows us. That God stands with us in our lowest moments. In in the depths of the struggles that we find ourselves in. He's our anchor. He's our there's a song like that in it. Yeah. Something about refuge? Yeah. I can't sing it, so y'all can listen to Mike sing it sometime down the road. He'll remember what it is, he'll find it, he'll he'll put it in the program. How many of you have ever heard the name George Frederick? Handel. George Frederick Handel? Anybody? No? Okay. You. 1741. George Frederick Handel. He's ready to quit. Finances are terrible. He's paralyzed on one side. His health has just deteriorated and gone. Handel considers suicide, but his faith in God enabled him to hold on. You know what he did during that time? He wrote Handel's the Messiah and the Hallelujah Chorus. My uh, music appreciation teacher at Belmont University, well college in those days, and I'm not a music student. I, I got through it by her graces, I suppose. But she, and she had been there 25 or 30, I don't remember how many of but she'd been there a long time when I was in her class for music appreciation. That was required of us ministerial students. Every class, she played the Hallelujah Chorus for that class. And she would stand and cry. She did it for us, too. If you haven't heard it lately, listen to the Hallelujah Chorus. And maybe you, too, will cry. Jesus Christ saves us from our sin by calling us from despair to hope. Number two, he becomes our personal guide to lead us through the rough roads of life, the difficult times and circumstances that fall upon us. Joseph had life under control. Or so he thought. Had their plans made or were still making plans. He had a fairly secure future ahead of him. He thought. He was a carpenter, he could make a decent living for himself, his bride, and their family. He was engaged with this lovely, lovely Mary, what a, what a nice young lady in the community. They had fallen for each other, they were going to be married. Mary was devout in her faith, as was Joseph, so a good match. Joseph said, I'm on my way. No way but up. And then the pregnancy announcement, the pregnancy evidence that could be seen after a few weeks, turned his life upside down, shattered those dreams. Blasted his hopes away. The rules were clear. We can't get married. We can't culminate this marriage. I will have to divorce her. And then the dream came. The Spirit whispered God's message to him. Instructed him with guidance from on high for the difficulty he found himself in the tight straits When Jesus saves us, he gives us guidance. We don't see where we're, by faith living, you take a step into the future not knowing where you're going to put your foot down and what's going to be there. But Jesus is there, always and forever. And it's not just a surface change, a turnover, a new leaf, New Year's resolutions, I'm going to do different and better this year. God's change is not outward. It's from inside to the outward side. Jesus does more than redecorate the ship. He changes the direction of the ship. We're we're decent folks. We're educated. We live in an advanced society. Society and civilization and culture. We all be able to control our own lives and handle our own lives, shouldn't we? Best computer ever designed Yes, when the when the Holy Spirit is the programmer Huh? Yeah, original computer So Let's let's do life ourselves. We have the technology We have uh, the the, uh, helps of psychology and psychiatry, and hi, Kathy. Hi, neighbor. All that. Where's Dave? Where's Pat? Those little ones are grown and got little ones. Mm, mm, mm. Where we find ourselves in these last decades is we are technological giants. But by and large, far, far too many in American culture are moral midgets. God said, what a what, Isaiah. That there'd be those folks that come along and say, Sweet is bitter, bitter is sweet, good is bad, bad is good. It's not that difficult to figure out what's right and wrong. With just a little bit of assistance from ground up from birth, up. we need God's guidance through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he saves us by delivering us from our despair. He saves us by becoming our guide and leading and directing him, helping us find his footprints in the sand, or in the snow or whatever, so we can follow. And third and lastly, he gives us a new vision. The old Proverbs wisdom says, Behold, where there is no vision, the people perish in Proverbs 29, 18. He saves us from nearsightedness. The terrestrial, this earth. We, we get a pretty good view of the creation of God, the movement of mankind through the generations, through history, and through, through our lifespans. But the celestial is far more important. If we look by faith, We can see beyond the spiritual horizon and we can dream and hope and focus our direction following Jesus Christ till we hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joys of our Lord. What joy that will be. Joseph considered the situation, but all he could figure out, all he was wrestling with was he saw an illegitimate child. That's what he understood. There was an illegitimate child in Mary's young womb, and secondly, he saw the unfaithfulness of his bride to be, of his betrothed, and then thirdly, there was that personal disappointment, it just knocked the wind right out of him, left him gasping for breath. But the spirit—what did the spirit say? The spirit said, "There's more." Joseph, this is not everything. There is more. This child is of the Holy Spirit of God. You shall name him Yeshua, Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. You're not just a carpenter, Joseph. That's changing. You're going to help raise God the Son who's come down to earth to live as a man among men and become our Savior. And God has called us to recognize that there's, there's more. Wonderfully, miraculously, whatever's going on in your situation, there's more. There's more. There's always more, more of God's presence, more of his peace, more of his power, more of his love, more of his love, mercy, grace, goodness, righteousness. We don't have any righteousness. But I can proudly, we can proudly wear the robe of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ that he gives to us. So we need to recognize God's call that we're more than we think we are our thinkers malfunctioning so much of the time. Well, God sent his own son, his once and only begotten son, the only one of that kind, the same as God into our world because he loved us. He believes in us more than we believe in ourselves sometimes. And, and most people only go as far as what's expected of them the general population of humanity doesn't go much further than what's expected of them and sometimes little is expected and so little is what's reached or not reached as you might say God has high expectations for his church for his bride, for his sons and his daughters for his family behold See how much he loves us. And we're the children of God, the bride of Christ. When Jesus forgave the woman, called an adulterer, what did he tell her? Go and sin no more. He expected better of her than the community expected of her. He expected more of that woman than she expected of herself. So Jesus comes to us in that same way, calling us to God's vision for our lives, for God's better for our lives, for God's more for our lives, for God's goodest for our lives. It's not goodest; it is best for our lives, but I like to change the English around sometimes. Life begins when we call on the name of Jesus. And receive him as our Lord and Savior. We repent of our sin. And receive Jesus. 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 Blessed Jesus. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin the left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Let me in closing give you three passages to look to. It becomes our personal guide. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, Galatians 4, 4. By becoming our personal guide, Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. Oh, Hebrews is such an awesome, awesome word of God. God, who at sundry times and divers' manners spake in time past, and the fathers by the the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us, how by his son, whom he hath made his own heir. Read those first three verses. and If nothing else of Hebrews, read the first three verses. And in chapter 2, verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? I'll tell you where that answer is. The answers are always in God's word. When Hebrews 2, writer, scribe, secretary, asks that question, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? God answers it in Hebrews 12, 25, and I'm not going to read that for you. You look up Hebrews 12, 25, and you'll find the answer to Hebrews 2, 3, okay? And then thirdly, by calling us to a new vision, 1 Timothy 3:16. I found this passage several, we, we were still unity at Motlow, a mission of Grace Baptist in those days. 1 Timothy 3:16. I hope I can get all, all six depictions in place. But without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached on in the world, received up into glory. I got five, so I missed one. But you'll have to read First Timothy 3:16. Says everything about God, and so I preached First Timothy 3:16 for I think more than a week or more than a sermon during those days of that Christmas when God opened up that passage without controversy. That main, controversy is is a courtroom term legal proceedings. But God says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. There's no debate. The case is settled. The judge has decided. It's over and done and sealed. Follow peace with all men and wholeness without which no man shall see the Lord. Let's see the Lord tonight. Tomorrow. In the experiences that are yet ahead of us until we see him face to face in all its glory. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your personified word in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. People want to see God. All we have to do is look at Jesus Christ, meet him, accept him, follow him, live for him, allow him to live in and through us. Bless us, O oh Lord. Our country needs you. Our churches need you. We all need you. Individuals and families that we've helped to make up. Just bless and bless, but help us to be a blessing to others. And it's time, Father, as much as you've blessed us, that we in turn bless you. Hallow your name. Share your glory and spread the good news. tell the good news as we heard in that song a few minutes ago. Bless, O Lord, because you are the blesser of all. Forgive us of every sin and trespass. If there's anyone here unsure about their salvation or have never met Jesus, the hymn of the invitation is 302, I believe. So this is the time for each of us, rededication, whatever God has spoken to our heart and to our life. In our Lord's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Mike, is it 302? Yes, sir. I looked tonight and I remembered. Praise the Lord. 302. It's up there. If I lift, if I lift, lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Yeah. They give me the helps, and I don't. I don't take advantage. Let's, let's stand together. For the I? Let's stand. Just Pat.
0: Is there any announcements that needs to be brought for us tonight? Continue to remember uh, Brother Jim and, and Samantha as they will be headed back this way probably, and also Christopher and his healing. Uh, and and pay attention to the bulletin of all the announcements and all the things that will be happening this week. But uh, Brother David, we thank you very much for for being here and sharing with us. Last name? Mathis. Mathis. Troy. Troy Mathis. And it was brought to remember those in Ukraine. Uh, uh, just continue to remember that situation. Do you remember, did they, did they yes. That basketball yes. The yes. The of Connie Woosley. Uh, okay. Remember that family too. Well, Lord, may we take what we've learned and take it into the neighborhoods and be a light this week for somebody else let's pray Heavenly Father we thank you for your love for, for the opportunities we have together Lord even in times when others don't even want to get out of the house we know that uh, your word doesn't stand still I pray that you help us as we enter this week that we uh, reflect you and, and Lord touch a life thank you for brother David and his family and for those that, uh, prayer requests that has been mentioned Lord, for those in Ukraine, uh, the Woosley and the Mathis, Lord, I pray that you just uh, hold on to that family, and and Lord, may your presence be felt in our prayers. Lord, we love you. Um, Thank you for your love through your son. And we'll talk later. In Christ's name.